0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is the episode with Sean Rendazzo from Detroit Style Pizza Company, and we're going to talk all about Detroit Style Pizza. It's been one of my favorite pies lately that I've been enjoying. There's a nice little place near me that does a great Detroit Style Pizza, and it seems like it's a popular trend. When we did our Pizza Summit back in April, the beginning of April, This was one of the sessions that we did, and there was a lot of curiosity behind the implementation of a Detroit-style pizza. Sean has been around and doing it at his Detroit-style pizza company forever. He's trained a bunch of people, he's won contests, and he's part of the World Pizza Champions. So I thought, who better to come on here and pick their brain about about how to implement a Detroit-style pizza concept into your existing business, or maybe you want to start a new one. So that's what this episode is all about. Before we get into the episode, I have to say thank you so much to our sponsors, For this podcast, Forza Forney. If you're looking for a new oven, mixer, all of that stuff, go head over to ForzaForney.com. Those guys will definitely hook you up. They're a great company. I do all of my live shows at their booths when we do the pizza expos or when we did the pizza expos and i have to say i watched a lot of the pizzas being created a lot of the pizzas being made and they all looked amazing they have some great pizza makers they have some great ovens really quick any kind of oven that you'd want to get started with whether you're an existing pizzeria you're opening a new pizzeria or you're a mobile unit definitely go check out what forza forni has to offer because not only are there Oven's fantastic. They have a lot of other equipment you can buy, and they're really nice guys and helpful. I know the owner himself goes to the locations where these ovens are installed, and he makes sure that everything is according to your liking. So great company. They've been a supporter of this podcast for a long time. So if you're in the market or you know somebody who's in the market for a new oven, go check out ForzaForny.com. And also, The Mail Shark. Are you looking for an effective way to bring in some new and repeat customers to your pizza shop? Then you have to consider a direct mail campaign with the Mail Shark. According to the Association of National Advertisers, direct mail is the highest response rate of any marketing medium and sees its greatest use in B2C campaigns. That's you, right? Business to consumer. Over the past decade, the Mail Shark has helped over 7,000 pizzerias grow with custom direct mail solutions. You can explore all of your options. With one of their direct mail experts today and get started with no money down. Call 610 621 5116 for details, or you can head over to themailshark.com forward slash SPM. Again, that's themailshark.com forward slash SPM. And the no no money down down part to start sounds amazing. And I know they'll work with you on pricing so you can pay weekly to get your campaigns, especially if you're getting your restaurant ready to reopen. Go head over to themailshark.com forward slash SPM. All right. So let's get into today's podcast episode with Sean. I think it's a good one. If you're interested in Detroit style pizza or maybe you've thought about opening a new concept or adding something to your menu. As much as I am not for having ginormous menus and don't suggest you do that, hopping on a trend or getting to be one of the first to market in your area with a new trend may be something you wanna look at. And the dough process sounds a little like it's some work, but once you get past that process, I think it may be something that interests you. So let's get into our conversation with Sean from Detroit Style Pizza Company. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My friend Sean Rendazzo from Detroit Style Pizza Company is joining us on the podcast. We're going to talk all about my favorite type of pizza right now—Detroit Style Pizza. So, Sean, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me, Bruce.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: So, we talked a while back. I think you were one of the first podcast episodes that we did. I know we talked on the Pizza Summit that we uh, we just recently launched in early April, but I'm pretty sure you were one of the top or first 20 podcast interviews that we did. And that was so long ago. So it's good to finally catch up to you with uh, what you've been going on. I know you've been real busy lately, so I appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How did you get into Detroit-style pizza? I got into
1: Detroit-style pizza one summer in, I believe it was 1995. I was looking for a summer job and walked into a pizzeria, carry-out and delivery place called Cloverleaf Pizza. Yeah. And uh, they were hiring, and he asked if I could start the next day, and I was hired pretty much on the spot as a delivery driver, started the next day. And that's my uh, intro, intro into the pizza stuff. But when I was 14, my first job actually was at a party store, and I think I mentioned this on last time we talked, but they got the pizza dough from the place, well, Cloverleaf, um, years before, you know, so I was actually playing with that dough and stuff in the party store at 14 and not even knowing until years later that that was the same, you know, company that I ended up dealing with.
0: Wow. Now is obviously Detroit, is Detroit, Detroit style pizza is probably where you are located, been around forever, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, considered as pizza for me all my life until I started traveling out of state.
0: (laughs) Right. But for us, like I'm in Boston and people who aren't in the, in the Detroit area, it's kind of like, it's been popular for a few years now, but I feel like it's really being popular and spread across across the country now. Why do you think that is? Well, um,
1: a lot of reasons, you know, um, I I don't want to take credit for, you know, a lot of it, but um, you know, about 11 years ago um, when I did realize that what we had here was special as a style of pizza when i went to columbus in 2009 and no one had this style and yeah. i ended up winning first place i really had a fire and passion to get this style out there and you know i, I told her you, you know I went into that deep and i'm sure people have heard that story but um you know i um definitely uh you know know that that put a passion in me personally To get the style on the map because I was born in Detroit and Detroit at the time was getting such a bad rap and I'm like man this pizza I mean I thought it was three hours away I thought someone in this competition would have something similar you know the nice caramelized cheese sauce on top but no so you know from that point you know I made it a personal mission of my own to get this style quote-unquote on the map Uh, so I started competing more um, doing really well in competitions and you know i got to the point where i won you know world pizza champion maker of the year in 2012 and it's like i was like okay you know i'm doing all these competitions um you know and to rewind you know back then everyone knew what chicago style was everyone yeah. knows what new york is but no one knew what detroit style is and i'd hear things like mike illich or you know funny comments about it because it's from detroit and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff fueled my fire to really get out there. What is an authentic version of this style of pizza? Um, and, and my whole goal was from 2009, like in 10 years, my vision was, you know, to uh, increase awareness of this style, the authentic uh, version of this style, to where, you know, in 10 years, it'll be as recognized as Chicago and New York styles have became, you know, back then. Nowadays, you don't hear a whole lot of new york style or chicago style i'm in mean, chicago style yeah but you know we're in roman style now and all these other styles of pizza but back then like everyone knew those two and i'm like we got detroit city you know part of the big three i consider new york detroit chicago and we have this unique rich history filled pizza that in my opinion is the best best style of pizza out there. But, um, you know, and nobody knows about it. Yeah. So that really kind of put a fire in me to personally get it out there. And then, you know, at, at the point after winning World Pizza Champion Maker of the Year, um, you know, I, I branched off and, and launched my own company, taking my personal mission, making it my company mission to increase awareness of authentic Detroit style pizza by sharing its history, teaching how people how to do it authentically and creating you know memories and opportunities for people
0: what you so you've said authentically a couple times what is that what is authentic Detroit style pizza explain that to me
1: sure so when you know we teach people authentic Detroit style pizza traditionally there's all kinds of things that were done Uh, deck ovens pepperoni under the cheese you know all these things but we kind of narrowed it down to like five um, main characteristics which one is the hydration level of the dough so, you know, a lot of people they hear a deep dish or see it's a thick pizza because you know it's like an inch and a half thick and they're thinking, you know, heavy, dense, you know, filling. And the hydration level of the dough usually is about 70% or higher, which really lends an awesome light, airy crust if you know, proofed correctly. Um, so it's definitely not dense. And the hydration, so the hydration level of the dough 70% or higher. Number two would be the shape of the pizza, um, rectangle, square. I mean, you can't make a round pizza and do everything else and and it'd be an authentic version of the style of pizza, obviously. Um, And that goes back to the pans that's tied into this style and all that. But so we got the shape, we got the 70% hydrated or more. also a big part of this pizza that everyone craves is the caramelized cheese around the crust yeah so you know the cheese is pretty much spread evenly across the whole pan edge to edge so the cheese melts against the steel pans and creates that awesome caramelized cheese so that would be three caramelized cheese crust uh number four would be sauce is ladled on top of the pizza so some of the chains out there like little caesars and and jets you know they 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 kind of have it structured a little different where the sauce is directly on the dough then cheese, et cetera, authentically. And, you know, all the originals have always, you know, put sauce on top and, um, you know, you can do it before bake or after bake, but that would be number four sauce on top. So, so far we got 70% hydrated. We have the shape of the pizza square rectangle. We have sauce on top. We have the cheese caramelized around the edge. And then, um, once again, it is a deep dish, but don't be confused with the thick, heavy deep dish. So you can't make like a, you know, a quarter inch, a lot of people that I've trained with are afraid to bring a thicker pizza to their market and want to, you know, like make it thinner and then market it as authentic Detroit. And it's like, you know, you're going to do that. Stick to the stick to the script.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, it is. You know, when you do look, when you look at visually at a Detroit style pizza, it looks heavy, but if it's done right, it's not, it's heavier than like a thin crust pizza, but it's not like, like you said, it's not as heavy as a, a typical, Uh, Chicago deep dish pizza. It's really light and airy. Um, It it doesn't have that thick flavor that you would think it would have by looking at it. Sure. And That's what I enjoy about it the most. I think it like I I love it. And it's just starting to get into my area. There's one place down the street for me that does a pretty good one. Uh, But there's not a lot of places that are serving that. Do you think that that's an opportunity for folks who are listening to this to kind of bring that to their market?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I have seen a couple of your pictures on Instagram, um, what, what's
0: the name of that place, Violet, or? or? Volo, V-O-L-O oh, okay. Pizza. Gotcha,
1: yeah, um, very cool. So uh, to answer your question, um, yeah, you know, I've been seeing for the last three years, like, you know, bringing this style to the different markets, it's wide open and, you know, I really truly feel that, you know, we're still like, you know, a year and a half, two years away from this really hitting critical mass, I will tell you, you know, I've been getting a ton of inquiries from Canada um, and I see what I kind of look at what happens with Neapolitan, you know, years ago. And, you know, it took like, you know, maybe 10, 12 years before it just started growing legs and spreading everywhere. And even for Canada, when it went there, like Toronto, I I remember doing some work there. Now we were going to all these pizzerias, probably went to, you know, 15, 20 pizzerias and every single one was doing Neapolitan, you know, and they're getting the whole pizza at the table. And, you know, it was, it was wild to me, but I see the same thing, um, you know, happening with Detroit style now will it ever get to the point Neapolitan did? I mean, I don't see why not, but I'm not, I'm not about to predict that because Neapolitan spread pretty crazy. Um, answering your question. Yes. Markets are open for this style and it all, you know, when I train people and consult people, it's more, um, you know, do you have what it takes to run a business and and this and that, or are you looking to save your business? Um, you know, this isn't something that you can just throw on the menu and, and hope that it will save things. I've seen it, you know, definitely, you know, increase business and sales and, you know, give a nice dynamic to the menu and stuff. But, um, But uh, yeah, if you go into a market and execute it correctly and, you know, marketing it is super simple. I mean, it's getting it in people's mouths. So having a little event, inviting, you know, uh, some influencers, some media and having a menu tasting and and kind of just organically growing it through social media and getting, you know, if you have foot traffic, having someone stand out in front, giving samples. That's what we did in Toronto with uh, Chris when he opened Descendant Pizzeria. I was there when he opened and we just went out there with samples. Next thing you know, we have a line out the door and, you know, and that, that was his first day and he's, you know, from day one, been selling out and doing a killer business, opening up second location. But yes, to answer yeah. your question. Yeah. You know opportunity.
0: What? Yeah. I think I, I agree with you. And especially like in, in the market that I'm in, there's not a lot of whole lot of people serving that style of pizza. And I think when you open a business and you look at it uh, from a business perspective, you know, Walt Disney said, you have to crack the market, right? Like you want to make sure that you stand out a little bit, either improve greatly on something that somebody else is doing or do something completely different, as long as it's a good product. And there's a lot of pizzerias in re- not restaurants, but pizzerias in my area that are all exactly the same. They buy the same pizza sauce, they buy the same pizza cheese, they buy the same flour, they have all the same chicken fingers and same menu items and there's not much that can separate you ver- other than price if all your products are the same, right? Like the only thing that's going to make me go to yours or a different pizzeria if everything else is equal is the price. So you have to think of it as a way to separate yourself from the market. And this Volo Pizza near me was one of the first pizzerias nice. that serves Detroit-style pizza. And they're doing a pretty good business. They're a tiny shop. They're probably <laughs> 600 square feet. You know, They're, they're no dine-in, just Take, walk in, you get your pizza. They have a couple pizza ovens. And they do a really good job at making a product that you can't necessarily get in a whole lot of places in our area. Nice.
1: How long has it been open?
0: Um, it's been open for a couple years now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they great. know, I don't know if you know them or they know you, but they do a great job. Like it's a, it's a husband and wife. They owned a, another pizzeria that I was kind of talking about, like the typical pizzeria here in the Boston area. And sold that, and then just open this one. And they, I think they just do what they want to do, which is really sure. the key to business and in, in being happy, right? It's like opening the Absolutely. pizzeria that you want to open and you're passionate about, and right. serving a product that you could want to go in and make every single day. I mean, I think that's how you become successful at running a pizzeria. Sure thing. Um, do so? Do you do sell? I know you sell all the products. Like, do people reach out to you and say, "Hey, where can I get your pans?" And have what are the top questions that you usually get?
1: Um, top questions. I mean, I, I get people all the time asking questions about, you know, pans, equipment, ovens, all that. Um, you know, earlier today, I, I just got off a a meeting with Hot Rocks. I'm looking into, you know, their ovens and working out some partnership with them because it's been really hard to ever get a conveyor oven to work with this pizza. And I have a lot of people that are, you know, looking to do really high volume and, you know, it's really tough to find really good cooks on several, deck ovens at a time. So, um, you know, I'm, um, looking to get into those and see how well they work. I heard a lot of great things about them, but, um, equipment, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I I get inquiries, you know, pretty much what we have. And I, have pretty much, um, got a nice, awesome partner now at the pizzeria so I can fully focus on the distribution. Um, and, uh, you know, the main thing there is our pans, our commercial dough mixes. Um, you know, we have a a, a very large growing now mail order frozen pizza business ever since we had, um, Dave portney our part review on barstool. It, I saw that. Was insane. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was insane. But, um, I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily,
0: I saw your post or somebody's post. I don't necessarily watch his reviews cause it's a lot of hot air to be honest with you. You know, he's a, he's an okay, sure. he's an okay dude, but, um, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch that's- all of his reviews, but he does, I mean, you got to say he has a tremendous power to influence where people go to eat for pizza, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Um, so I know that he did a review of yours, and was it a positive review, obviously, if it's got your business?
1: So far, we're still second from the top, so I mean, that's, I mean, overnight, Um. well, I mean, after 30 minutes, we sold 903 packs of pizza Wow. Um, after he posted that, to give you an idea of the impact, but yeah sales definitely went up after that review at the pizzeria as well and everything
0: how are you selling those
1: um we have been doing it through gold Belly for um quite a long time probably like four or five years and then before that we were foodie direct and then we were doing it on our own for man even like uh, 12 15 years ago we've been sending pizzas out just because we had customers that would go to florida in the summer or something miss our pizza so you know they'd tell us to fill up a cooler and so we do it on the fly and but gold belly is what we mainly go through right now
0: how is that working for you do you like do you like gold belly what's the what's the what's wh- why gold belly versus the other one
1: um well actually gold belly bought the other one out ah, okay. <laughs> not too long
0: ago so, so that's why
1: <laughs> but um, very um well that's not why we switched over we actually came over before that all happened but gold belly um you know they are uh they, they have been awesome partners of ours and, you know, it's been a great relationship, um, you know, they, they kind of handle our e-commerce part of it. So, you know, we get the labels and everything else and, you know, just have to produce and get everything out. We um, pretty much drop ship all of our stuff direct from our distribution center, um, yeah gold belly um, pretty much approached us when we were on foodie direct and said hey we can you know market you guys get you more business than foodie direct and I did both for a while and then I went to gold belly and it's been a great relationship since
0: how do you package your pizzas like do you have to do that or do they help you with that
1: um, we pretty much do all the packaging so we just get the order sent to us and the labels sent to us and then we you know, obviously make and bake and package everything. So, um, you know, and, and we're constantly looking for ways to improve and evolve our packaging, our process, everything. But right now, um, we're actually switching our packaging because it's getting warmer. But um, in the colder months, we use um, like it's uh, like a the Arctic foil or the um, reflective insulation yeah. that we get from a local packaging company that Zingerman's uses and a bunch of other places. Um, it works really well, you know, especially in the cold. We ship everything overnight. So, you know, it's it's packed with gel packs and everything's frozen and good to go. Uh, moving into the summer months right now, um, we're gonna be moving to, um, right now we're on the fence. We're either moving to this new product, which is really, really awesome. It's quite costly, but it's um, um, it's a recyclable material. It's not styrofoam and it does really well. It's between that and a thicker styrofoam box right now, just for the couple months in the summer, just to make sure we have that extra insulation.
0: Yeah. Do you, so you pre-cook it and what do you let it cool off and before you wrap it?
1: Oh yeah. We got a whole process. I mean, and we're, we're busting out the scenes here. I actually, yes, or not yesterday, but the day before put an offer on a Mount Clemens bakery that is down the street that is like four times bigger than the building we have. And we're actually got plans for the lot next to us getting built out. But, um, you know, the process, um, what was the question again? So like, what's the,
0: no, no worries. So what's the process? I think there's a lot of people who listen, who kind of want to, maybe even if they have a regular pizza or whatever their product is, sure. would love to ship it. Right. But I think the, I the process of them making the pizza, packaging it, getting it shipped, they probably confused about that. So you cook the pizza, you take it out, you let it yep. cool off. Is there a process to that? And yep. then how do you wrap it to get it packaged? Do you have to like vacuum pack it, or how does that work?
1: So an overview of the process is basically, you know, we get our orders in, we, you know, we get our production sheet ready. So we know what, you know, needs to go out. Um, when we're making the pizzas, you know, we, we make the dough, we press it out, we proof it, we manage that, we, you know, construct the pizzas, um, we bake them. Um, what we do is we actually fully cook them. Um, they're just lightly cooked. And with that said, um, you know, for the health department, you know, we don't, it's, um, They recommend not vacuuming sealing those. If they said it was raw, they would recommend us vacuum sealing it. Okay. But um we have, you know, an L-bar wrapper. So actually, you know, when the pizzas come out, we have cooling racks on sheet trays and a bunch of racks. We cool them down, you know, to about room temperature. We get them in the freezer after that and we get them to temperature where they need to be. Once they're completely frozen, we wrap them and we store them in our, you know, storage freezers and then once they're there, when it comes time to packing our packages at our packing station, we just pretty much have um, you know different freezers with different flavors of pizzas in that station and everything else, and we're just you know packing the packages, pizza gel pack, pizza gel pack, pizza, um, you know, and and like I said, we've evolved and tweaked, and we're constantly <laughs> doing that for equipment, timing, product quality. Like we made a change recently. Um, from going to having our um, sauce pack separate um, to actually putting the sauce on the pizzas um, based on feedback and, and a lot of testing we did at home too. And I just, you know, we, we come to the fact that we thought it would be a little bit more convenient for people not having to reheat sauce and put right. it on the pizza themselves. But now after we've done that for three or four weeks now, um, we're getting more feedback. And now we're kind of uh, back on reverting back to the sauce packs separately. So I think in a couple of weeks here, um, you know, based on a couple other means we're gonna have and tests, we're probably going back to that just to uh, get in a better place.
0: So it's, it's a constant, I think what, so what from what you're, what I'm gathering from you is that it's a constant evolution, right? Like people, Absolutely. there's no set answer. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of looking for an exact answer that they can just do this one thing And it's done. And from what you're saying, it's like, you know what, you got to get started and you're going to have to build a system in order to tweak the system. There has to be a system that's in place, even if it's not a perfect one.
1: Why you're just, this is really relative because this is not perfect, but this right before your call, I had like 10 minutes to do a really quick test on two different wrapping machines. And you probably can't even read this, but all it is is scribble about testing. I wrapped, you know, 20 pizzas in one and 20 in the other and timed it, you know, and, Absolutely. Like, I don't know if we will ever arrive and be like, okay, you know, everything's perfect. Um, I never can see that. I mean, you know, even in my personal life and my philosophy, (laughs) I mean, I always want to grow and, you know, learn and, and stuff like that. So if I can, you know, save money and pay my people more, that's what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think that's what people need to hear is like, you know what, got to get started. If you want to if you want to ship your pizzas across the country, ship a damn pizza across the country. See how it works sure. and yeah. then get the feedback yeah. like you said and then adjust based on that feedback.
1: Some of the first ones we sent um I, you know I think back of this guy up in Traverse City. Um I mean I sent him some pizzas and a, a cooler you get at, you know, a store <laughs> just a, a little cooler and you know I had the sauces in uh souffle cups you know taped i mean just and we're talking maybe you know 2000 and in uh 10 or 2007 or something like that one of the first ones we shipped out and so you know from that point and every week month year after i mean and now you hear me now talking i'm still testing i mean it's you know 15 years in the evolution of it and it will
0: continue I love it, and, and that's just how you improve. Over, you just you just constantly improving, right? And that's how you grow. Just constantly improve over time and okay. listen to the feedback, and don't get annoyed with bad feedback. Listen to it, you know, and and adjust your processes from that. Now, do you, I know you have? Because uh, I was looking on your website because I'm I'm gonna order some stuff from you because I want to get some Detroit style pizza. You have uh, dough, not dough, but flour. That's all you have to do is add water to it. Yes, how's that work?
1: Yeah, we actually have we have a residential. Um, we have a residential mix and we have a commercial mix. Um, just add water. It's what we use at all of our pizzerias, my partner pizzerias. We supply handfuls of places locally. We ship pallets to Chicago. Um, we got people, you know, in California. I just sent, you know, 30 bags of our commercial mix to uh, La Via Pizza, Joe Valentino. Um, But yeah, it's something that, you know, number one is super consistent, super easy. So, you know, when we were looking to grow our brand at one point and go, you know, the franchise route, you know, that's one thing we wanted to kind of get under our our thing is, you know, how do we grow without sharing our recipe and our proprietary information, you know, just being spread, you know, to these people. So, um, you know, and I made the commercial dough mix. We started using it at our pizzeria with great success. And then, you know, we made it available to others. And I mean... Amazing product. Um, just add water. Follow the instructions. We got our residential mixes in our first grocery store about uh, two months ago. It's a grocery store in our plaza by our pizzeria. I, you know, the owner let me just. I wanted to test te- test it in the market. And man, I mean, um, every week, you know, he's ordered. And this is a smaller like mom and pop grocery store. And we're doing twelve to twenty residential mix a week, which you know to me is wow. like you know, if we get at Kroger's. You know, I, I can see you know. Five, 10 times that amount, possibly. And, you know, these times right now, too, like you said about the uh, mailing pizzas or yeah. kits and things like that. I mean, you know, now's the time. And I don't think that's going to kind of like completely fade out. I think people had all this extra time in their house to get, you know, in their kitchen and, you know, start making bread and pizzas and dough and, and ordering, you know, different things like that. And I think that's going to continue, yeah. you know, to,
0: Yes. I agree. I agree with that hundred percent. I think that, you know, like we talked about before we started the recording, I think it was before we started the recording, you know, we're in a time right now and we're recording this in the beginning of June, 2020 and everybody knows what's going on in the world right now. And I don't think, you know, we, everybody talks about what's the new normal going to look like and who the heck knows, right? Like we all have our ideas and thoughts, but nobody really knows and who knows if right. it's even ever, ever going to go back to what it was like before. But I think the way people dine, at least for the next year, is not going to be what it was a year ago because there's always going to be that hesitation for people to be in in enclosed areas with a lot of people. So we all need to experiment and, you know, the Internet is an amazing place for doing that. So I think you're right. I think there's an opportunity for restaurants and pizzerias to either ship their ingredients so that way people can make it at home or the ship frozen or refrigerated through Goldbelly or something like that their product already done so people can just reheat it. I think that's an opportunity for folks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've, um, you know, obviously I'm involved with the World Pizza Champion team and we have a, a group chat um, yeah. on WhatsApp and when all this stuff started happening and, you know, dine-in number one, I mean, I, I'm talking to a lot of people all over that they're afraid to even start dining now and, and stuff like that just because thinking this is going to happen again. But, right. um, you know, they a lot of people on the team were really quick to, you know, come up with, pizza kits and stuff like that early you know in this and you know several of them seem to you know have a lot of success with it and you know i'm sure that really helped a lot of those you know especially the dining businesses that really got hit i mean the carry out and deliveries seem to you know hold their weight and might have been you know dented a little in the beginning but found their way and but the you know bigger operations definitely i think took a way bigger toll
0: yeah and be first like don't be afraid to like i think people are are, are wait too long right like don't wait till somebody else does it and then somebody else does it. And then somebody else does it for you to try it. Like try it first, think of think outside the box. Like what can you do to be different and be first to market and be that go-to person in your area for that thing? Like don't wait too long.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you can learn a lot from your mistakes yeah. um, real fast rather than just trying to get everything perfect on paper or the right time and this and that go ahead and get beat up a little bit. I mean that's <laughs> right. that's I mean. I mean I you know I I was born in Detroit and you know I, I was only there to third grade but I I have lots of memories in elementary school of you know whatever getting beat up yeah. uh, you know just all kinds of challenges to to overcome and you know that I, I might have might have you know not might have it definitely made me who I am today and uh, everything but I agree you should just you know take action. I mean you got an idea nothing's going to hurt to just try it.
0: Yep. You know, I've learned a lot of the things that I've learned over my life by making mistakes and doing it and doing it wrong in the beginning versus learning from somebody else's who'd done it right. Absolutely. Do you, so let me ask you this. So that, can you make a good Detroit style? This is personal. I'm asking for myself here now. Can you make a good Detroit style pizza at home?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, when you get our and send me an email, I'll, I'll send you a package, but even our residential dome like, um, you know, we have a gluten-free one too, and I'm working on the pack, retail packaging on that. And so, you know, I've made it the other day, a regular one and gluten-free at my house, you know, for dinner for our kids and my wife is celiac. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, just the gluten-free one, it was what my goal was, but I made a regular one. And man, I mean, it is just, I mean, our, our, it's amazing. And I, obviously I'm, you know, it's my product. I'm, I'm going to say that, but you know, My kids, they even ate the gluten free sticks and everything. And, you know, my one son's really picky, but um, yeah, awesome product. But outside of our product, doing it yourself, yeah, you know, I got a, a, we have a DSPC TV YouTube channel. Uh, We have a couple different, um, well, recipe on there for at home. It's not in grams. A lot of people ask for that. I do have some contracts out there that I can't really post publicly scalable, commercially scalable recipes, but, um, you know, it'll get you at a good point. You know, a very simple basic sauce recipe on there too. But either or, I mean, our residential dough mix, man, you just add water. You got a kitchen, little kitchen mixer. Yep. Um, You don't need one. You do. You know, as long as you mix it to the point it's got some elasticity and, you know, it's not breaking apart, you're going to be really impressed.
0: Is it gut yeast in the flour itself? Yeah, everything's in the flour. Just add water. Nice. I'm going to check that out because I really, I've been on that. Detroit style pizza kit, but I love making pizza at home. Like I love doing that with my right. kids or, you know, oh, yeah. or ordering a, or making a pizza when I want it, not necessarily having to order it. I, I, I'm still the pizza maker in me because I did it for so sure. long, still wants to have my hands in the dough and make that product myself.
1: Absolutely. I want, I want to get to the point where I'm back probably where you are. Cause now when I'm in the kitchen, it's always, I'm, No, it's it's, you know i'm taking hours because i'm marking things down trying to tweak but um yeah you know it's always nice make a pizza at home like you said with your kids make it a you know a fun time something to do get them involved and and then enjoy your creation
0: yeah you guys do it all the day so it's like you go home you kind of don't want to do that i'm (laughs) the opposite i miss doing it so i need to do it right i haven't had a chance to do it for too long um this is super interesting where so what's up what's next for you like what's on the horizon for you
1: well, next on the horizon for us is, um, you know, we're finally at the point this week um, where, you know, and my, mo- my mom, actually, she's the one that's pretty much, um, you know, has managed or been head of the mail order portion of our business. Um, but as of this week, we're pretty much caught up, which means, um, you know, next week, we're looking to reach out to Goldbelly and lift our limits yep. since all this happened with that review. Um, we're basically sold out till the end of July, which wow. means we have 150 packages going out Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which are three packs or six packs every day of the week until the end of July. That's just where our production, you know, could handle at this point. Um, we're going to lift that. So, I mean, priority wise for us is just to get to the point where we can get back to where we were. If you want to order our mail order pizza, you can get it, Then, you know, Possibly the next day or within a few days, not, you know, you order it today and you're getting a month and a half or two months. Priority number one. And we're going to be there very soon. Um, I would say probably in like three weeks, we'll have everything lifted and probably back to normal ordering things. But, you know, it's tough because I have so many variables going on right now with this. Like I said, we're trying to build out next door. I got an architect working on that. I happen to find this bakery. I go into it and it's like got five of these machines and pieces of equipment I've been looking at the last three months to bring in here. Yep. And it's like, you know, man, you know, so, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to end up there or not, but the big priority here is to scale up. For our frozen pizza at this point i mean our commercial mixes our pans you know we're, they're flowing and everything and um it's it's about the frozen pizza right now and and scaling that and getting to a point where we can produce a lot more than we are because not only gold belly you know has been blowing up for us but we had worked out a deal with qvc come october wow so that actually that is what we were before this whole review we were you know we stripped out our current building kitchen and you know bringing new equipment in i've ordering so much stuff strip breaking down counter i mean you know getting it ready for qvc really and the numbers we're going to be doing there and then all of a sudden we get this review so in the middle of me kind of trying to (laughs) you know finagle position where our process is you know producing a nice little flow i had to be like okay shoot we got to stop all of this now and, and and just do what we can do and so that's why it's been hard to catch up because it's not only like you know we're normally run in business, I right. was in the middle of completely changing the kitchen and, and all this. So that's priority number one right now.
0: Do you think you're going to continue to operate the pizzeria as well, or is it going to be more towards the frozen delivery at home kind of model?
1: So the pizzeria, um, is, um, you know, it, it's a vehicle that has been waiting for the right partner. Um, you know, I remember three, four years ago, um, at pizza expo, I was at my booth and I, you know, Tony came by Tony Gimignani and I just, you know, I just asked him, I'm, you know, I was kind of just to get his feedback, you yeah. know, and so I him, I'm thinking of, you know, concentrating more on, you know, my distribution and this and that I just kind of wanted what he thought. And he's like, well, you know, is, you know, are you selling stuff or whatever? And anyways, long story short, um, you know, since that point, three and a half, four years ago, like I said, I haven't been at the pizzeria. And fortunate enough, I've built a strong system over the decade and a half. For two decades, I was over there. So, you know, I, I attest that's the reason why it didn't fall apart, um, even with management. But, um, you know, the pizzeria, to get to the point here, um, Joe Mano is our partner. Um, uh, he, in my opinion, is probably the only person I know that's as or close to as passionate about the style as me and that I know at least. Um, so it was like a perfect fit and just, you know, since I got diagnosed with this at the beginning of the year and everything that's happened this year, you know, I'm a firm believer in the universe and just things falling in place as long as, you know, you believe in that and are aware of some universal things. And I'm just so grateful and blessed for so many things, but you know, him steering the wheel over there and being the leader is an amazing thing. And there's a lot of opportunity that's going to come out of that and just kind of. You know, we had him coming on board. We had a state of, you know, the address for the store was this, you know, right. we need to build a team that our culture, you know, that, that what we want our culture to be, because, you know, we had kids there. And at the point, you know, at that point, we didn't even have a manager. So no marketing was going on, no nothing. So he was coming on board, you know, knowing the situation and him knowing me personally, and he has a nice experience with Zingerman's Bakehouse. Um, they actually paid him to come train, Cause he got a grant because they do these special little side businesses for people that work with them. Yeah. Long story short, I've known him for a while and um, you know, he says when I won in 2012 is what inspired him. So, you know, it's kind of cool to see him now part of things and that pizzeria, you know, since that review and we've definitely maintained it because now we have leadership there yeah. and great service, and all that good stuff. Um, you know, our, our sales, you know, more than doubled and the goals that we had for a year out for him to get where he and the store needed to be, basically, like we're there now and we're, we're past there. So, you know, it's a win-win. Um, but with that, we also are looking at always got a lot going on, Bruce, but I have another guy <laughs> right now that, um, has, um, you know, he's built um, franchise pizzerias before. Um, he has a, a, a very large amount of resources and, you know, I, I'm really not interested in money or selling equity of my company, but you know, this guy wants to come in and start a new company and utilize his resources and, and his own money to help, you know, grow the pizzeria brand and open licensed stores as yeah. well, which, you know, as long as I have the right person and a team and I'm willing to back up recently, I, I completely walked out of a deal with one of the originals. They want to meet a partner with them. Um, I won't mention their name just to respect that, but, um, you know, there's like four original Detroit style pizza places, buddies, Cloverleaf shields and Louis. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've been talking for almost a year and change with one of them. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I just had to say, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, right. As soon as we got the operating agreement and everything. And I just had to, I had to say, no, I got to concentrate on my brand. I mean, you know, what they want from me is what my brand provides my, Right. you know, my product. They want our dough and they want, you know, me to train. So, um, you know, I just, at this point, you know, I'm going to be around, I I don't plan on dying soon because of this. And my, like I said, everything's great. So, but I need to really, you know, things change for me perspective with family, business, everything. And I got this brand that I've poured my blood, sweat, and tears into for the last 25 years, or, you know, the pizza business 25 years, this brand the last since 2012. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with things and
0: um, yeah. always a lot going on. Well, you got to focus, right? Like, I think you got to focus your time. You have to think about it. Take it, look at every opportunity that comes in and and then determine if that's something that you can have quality time to spend on. And if it's something you're passionate about, right? Like, if you're not passionate yeah. about it and you don't really think you have enough time, it's not probably worth your time to do anything. You're better off like you are. You have two focuses right now. Helping your yeah. partner manage and grow the pizzeria and then the distribution business which you can deliver a product to people at home and people who own pizzerias so that's a great model
1: yep and our food trucks for sale um we sold it i think tomorrow i got them coming back to look at and that was another thing too that you know i looked at everything and i'm like just like you said you know and this is good for people listening it's like i've always struggled with you know um not necessarily no one can do it better or or control but you know i've always got my hands and i'm always you know, doing so many things and these, you know, there's so many opportunities, but, you know, I really, you know, you really have to become a master delegator and team builder. And, you know, that's the more value you can bring to your business than just running off the seat of your pants, helping with the mail order or going to the pizzeria, trying to help with the food truck and all that, you know, I mean, just, just strategically planning things, you know, is more valuable. I always, I don't know where I read it, but, you know, or maybe consultant many years ago i don't know but you know it's it always stuck with me is you know you got to look at the value you bring to your biz- business so if you're working ovens i mean how much right. does it cost to pay working ovens you know if you're building a website sure i mean you're not going to want to do that i'm just throwing that out there but yeah, i mean no i get what you're
0: saying you're
1: making a partnership with a guy that can you know grow your business or, or an influencer that can triple your business overnight i mean you're bringing, you know, multiple thousands of dollars an hour of value, basically, yeah. to your business with that time spent. Yeah, it, um, it's always hard so, because but, people
0: always look at it like from the perspective of if you do a job and you say you're a hundred percent, right? You, a lot of people who are business owners and not entrepreneurs, I think there's a difference between a business owner and a true entrepreneur. Sure. Business owners I look do. at it like I can make pizzas a hundred percent. This person can only make pizzas 80% as good as I can, so I'm just going to do that. But what if you could do something else to grow your business, and 80% is probably better than most people do anyway, but you have to be okay with the fact that he's only 80% as good with you, and most people can't get past that fact. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's a huge mistake that people make, and it would help them grow because Absolutely. they everybody looks at yourself and... Uh, compares your employees to you, which is a huge mistake because they don't own the business. You own the business. So obviously you're going to care about it more. You're going to invest more time and more of your brain power towards that business than somebody who doesn't have a stake other than just the hourly pay. Absolutely. And I
1: think, you know, just throwing out there, that is probably one of the biggest struggles for, you know, restaurant, pizzeria owners, and business owners probably in general for that matter. But, you know, finding people that care to yeah. an extent that is good enough that you know it will support what you're looking for i mean that's what our pizzeria struggled with for so long and that's why when we first came on board you know it's been a couple two and a half three months now but i mean we, we've already you know we've let some people go we've brought some people on our culture is already you know we looked at things that were you know interfering with the culture and things and um you know we're in a way better place even in a short period of time um yeah
0: yeah well it's fascinating to talk business with you, Sean. I could talk to you all day long. But where could people go if they want to go order your flour, or they if they're listening and maybe they don't own a pizzeria but they want to get into it? Like, where could they reach out for you if they have a question or want to purchase something from you, or where would be a good place to send them?
1: For all of our distribution mixes, pans, consulting, and training, um, you can go to DetroitStylePizza um, For a pizzeria, it's Pizza dot co. You can always email me at sean at Dot com. And like I said, we do have some good videos, and I do need to get back on there on DSPC TV on YouTube. Um, getting some a lot of questions we get, like how to reseason a pan, season a pan. I got videos in the work that we will get posted because I just want people to have it out there yeah. and save some time on all these emails I get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? You just link them right to the YouTube. Hey, go watch this video. That answers your question. We'll link all that up in the show notes. We'll link the pizzeria, uh, how people can purchase your flour and your pans, and the YouTube channel if they want to go see how to make these pizzas at home. Sean, thank you so much, my friend. It was awesome talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Bruce. It was my pleasure. And you have a great weekend.
0: Thank you, Sean, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have not yet, if you could leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, that would be very much appreciated on my end. We are coming up on 300 episodes of the podcast, which is quite unbelievable that for the last five years we've been doing this podcast pretty much one a week, every week for the last five years, and we're coming up on episode number 300. The amount of people who have helped me do the podcast is amazing. The amount of great guests that we've had, truly blessed to be able to do this podcast and hang out with you guys every single week. If you want to do something, email me, bruce at com. I want to know what your favorite episode of the podcast has been. Maybe we'll do something. I haven't really put too much thought into what we're going to do for episode number 300, but now that I'm talking about it here on the podcast randomly, maybe we should look into doing something specific for episode number 300, but if you need some help from us, you can go over to smartpizzamarketing.com. If you missed the show notes, find them all over there, all the links, everything that we mentioned on this podcast episode, go check out Sean, Detroit Style Pizza Company, check out his pans, check out his dough formula, all of that over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Also, if you need some help from us, you can check out our mastermind group. Great group. We're going to have a TikTok class coming up with Andrew Carlson this month. He's going to join us inside of our mastermind group and kind of give you the ins and outs of TikTok and answer your specific questions on the platform. We're going to do that every single month this year for our mastermind group members. We're going to bring in an expert and kind of give a class inside of that on a specific topic. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, go check out smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. Again, follow me on Instagram at The Brew Serving and also at Smart Pizza Marketing. And don't forget to check out our local business podcast. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're enjoying the show, you're definitely gonna be interested in our local business podcast. We kind of go over a topic or look at businesses from outside of the pizza industry of what they're doing to market their business. Cause I truly believe that even though you want to hear stories about how people are marketing their pizza business or their restaurant, you can take items and inspiration from outside of our industry and use it in our industry. And that's why we started the local business podcast. So go check that one out as well. Twice a month, minimum, we put a podcast out, sometimes more, but we are definitely on the pace for two podcasts on that platform every single month. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast.